There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on the 12th of March today and uh, great to be back with you again. We're going to be talking to, uh, to Will Kintish today about online networking and presentations. Um, before we do that, and, and I introduce uh, Will to you, who's actually was on the show eight years ago, so I can't believe it's been that long. Um, I interviewed last week uh, Judy Robinette and Judy is a a favorite guest actually of mine on the show. She's been on for three three times now. She's one of the most uh, generous people I know in terms of sharing her her connections. She's a power networker. She's a um, helps people uh, develop, create investment, uh, a multiple author, and she's connected to some of the most wonderful people uh, around the world and has introduced uh, me to all sorts of fantastic guests. In fact, we have we have Beyonce. And Jay-Z's lawyer on the show uh, next week, Jennifer Justice. Uh, and that was an introduction from, uh, from Judy. Now, wisdom was a great topic last week. Um, I believe it is something that we need to um, demonstrate more of uh, with regards to solving the world's problems and moving forward. And we talked about um, the different aspects of wisdom, about how we can learn uh, from uh, you know the past masters like Aristotle and Dante and Rumi, and uh, but also how today we need to draw on past experience uh, and also models and tools uh, to problem solve and uh, and help us to uh, move through the minefield which can be developing ourselves and our businesses. And then we need um, wise tools and wise sages to help us look into the future. So if you're interested in wisdom, I think it's a fabulous topic. Do you go into the archive and, and check out that interview? So some of you I can imagine, if not many of you, will have been uh, undertaking lots of conversation and lots of dialogue online over the last 12 months, really, with the, the global pandemic. And of course, uh, people like Zoom have done incredibly well. I've been hearing about the billions uh, in the newspaper uh, of, that the owner, uh, founder of Zoom has acquired. And I'm sure some of the other online mediums like Microsoft's Teams and the like have been absolutely um, rammed with new uh, new customers and uh, volumes of, of activity happening online. And the question, though, for many people, and I find with my clients, because I've gone you know, almost 100% online, is that some of them you know, enjoy it, um, but wonder how do we engage people online? How are we really effective with our communication? How can we build and maintain the energy when people are maybe worrying about, um, about their health and their families as well as, uh, as, well as uh, work? And how do we present online as well and do that in a, a really effective and engaging way? Now, my guest, Will Kintish, I've known for a number of years now. Will is um, somebody I met through the Professional Speaking Association. Indeed, he was awarded their highest accolade, the Professional Speaking Award of Excellence, 
Uh, he runs workshops, speaks online uh, to the computer, gives keynote speeches. He communicates with lots of passion and enthusiasm and, and humor. He's a published author. He wrote uh, Business Networking, The Survival Guide, uh, and uh, he's just, you know, he's an expert. He's thousands of people he has helped to uh, improve the effectiveness and the con um, confidence of, of networking for over 20 years. Prior to that, he was a chartered accountant. Um, so big pleasure to welcome, uh, I would say, my friend Will Kintish to the show today. How are you, Will? I'm fine, Chris, thank you. Have I got this right? That I am the warm-up act to Beyonce's um, lawyer. Is that right? You, you were, you're squeezed in the middle of the one of the wisest sages I have, I've ever met. Uh, and uh, yes, you have uh, something next week. However, you're hardly a warm-up act, Will. You've, uh, <laughs> you were on the show eight years ago, and uh, you wouldn't be here if you hadn't got some exceptional wisdom yourself to share. So that's kind. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to see you again. So, uh, yeah, so it's good to see you again. So t tell us, uh, well, what have you been up to for the last eight years? <laughs> the one thing about me, Chris, I'm basically a one trick pony. For 20 years, I've been showing people how to network face to face. Well, of course, the demand for my services last March, when Mr. and Mrs. COVID arrived, the demand for my services is as dead as a dodo, because nobody wants to learn how to network face-to-face. -face. So that awful word, um, what's the word I'm looking for? By the way, I, I'm very old. I mean, I've been working to my audience. They need to know I've been working for 57 years. So I do have senior moments, okay? Pivot, that's the word. I've had to pivot. <laughs> I've had to pivot a little bit, not a lot, and show people how to do it through the, the camera. And my clever wife, to whom I've been married for 50 years, when it all happened last March, she said, hey, Will, you're going to have to stop showing people how to work a room and teach them how to work the Zoom. I thought, <laughs> hey, that was clever. Didn't realise I had such a clever wife, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so Smart marrying you, Will. Absolutely. But for the last eight years, um, yeah, mainly face-to-face -face networking. And I'm proud to tell you, although we could tell you, I could spend hours with you telling about my failures, but I'm going to tell you about one quick success. In 2010, I bought a website. It cost me £10, America $12, £10 called linkedintraining.co.uk. And for the next five years, I showed people how to network using LinkedIn. So I'm still a bit of an expert. And then in 2015, my friend Nigel says, Will, I'd love to own that, that URL, that website. I said, well, make me an offer. And he did. And he's paid me. And it finished at the start of COVID. He paid me 12.5% of everything he earned for the next five years. So wow. that was a good return, wasn't it, on my £10? That was pretty good, wasn't it? Well, let's, it let's was. hope he's, he doesn't put his feet up and do nothing. Well, he's, uh, <laughs> he's a hard worker, is our friend Nigel. But yeah, that's answering your question. I Now all I do is show people how to network online and please God that we can get back to face-to-face -to -face networking. I'll be going back to do that. Because you know what, for me, Chris, the face-to-face -face networking is my oxygen. I feel as I've been strangled round the neck. Okay, this is fine, doing it through the camera, 
but it's not the same as being in the same space. Is it not more efficient, though, to... Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, The hours, I mean, like you... I've been traveling the whole of Europe for the last 20 years. And now I'm, I feel as I'm under house arrest. That's the mm. bad side of things. But you're absolutely right. So that I've been in the same networking club for 20 years. And this morning, of course, we've gone online. So instead of having to get up at quarter past six, I got up at quarter to seven, got dressed and came down to my, my networking club, the Manchester Business Breakfast Club. So you're absolutely right. Uh, there is a lot of time saving. Yeah, and uh, maybe a little help for the environment. But it is, it is different, isn't it, to being in a room? It is different. The... Uh, my prediction, Chris, is that forevermore, because people have got used to this, and as you've said, the time saving, the cost saving, we're going into a hybrid networking uh, era from now on, I think. Mm. There's going to be both. Mm. One, of the, one of the things I, I find well with it is... Is, you mentioned you travelled all over Europe. Um, we're obviously we're, we're connected at the moment with um, there's Erin, our engineer from Voice Americas in Phoenix. I've just been talking to a guy called Adam Strong in Cyprus. Uh, I don't know how many calls I've had with these. I was interviewed last night uh, on a show in the states. You know, this technology does enable us to be, you know, all over the world really, doesn't it? And and, and connect with people all over work and network more globally. Uh, so that's one of the things I think I, I particularly like about the, this new technology and way of working. Anybody, Chris, who is in the advice-giving business, in other words, the trainer, the consultant, um, the presenter, we are all now global businesses. So I'm speaking to you from Kintish Online Networking Skills headquarters global headquarters here in manchester the uk and the irony is in the last six months i would say 75 percent of my training and presentations have been with overseas clients so you're absolutely right there is massive advantage but my ox my oxygen has still been turned off i still want to be in the same room as the other people yeah yeah you were you were chatting to me about um, the, the fact you love hiking at the moment. Do you use, do you use hiking to network? Do, do, do oh, hi. It's called networking, Chris. Networking. Oh, I like networking. It. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years ago, my close friend, God rest his soul, he died a few years ago, Len says to me one day, would you like to come hiking? I said, I'm working. He said, oh, come on, have a day off. You're an accountant. You can have a day off. You're a partner in an accounting firm. And I went hiking and I loved it so much that he and I set up the Park Lane Hiking Club. And that was 25 years ago, and we're still going today. And on April the 12th, Chris, when we let out, let out of uh, class, I believe we can have six people in groups going outside. Mm. So I will be inviting maybe 12 people to go hiking. And what we'll have to do is have two groups of six so we can go hiking. Yeah, That's my big love. Yeah, I got. I went. Um, I had a, a, a walk up in Yorkshire with with somebody you'll know, Roger Masterson, who's been on the show recently. You know, the Celtic Castles man, and uh, he does his networking, walking up in the in the dales with people. And after that, I started sometimes coaching, sort of coach uh, walking, 
so you know, go, going for a, a good stroll through the countryside, or if I'm in London, down by the Thames, and uh, and actually coaching at the same time. And it's been interesting that you know that that moving around as well uh, as being sat, you know, rather than being sat, is actually quite creative. It does uh, induce interesting I, creative ideas. I was climbing up Snowdon uh, many years ago with um, another accountant. And uh, he had a conflict of interest and he said, well, there's some work I've been offered. I can't do it. Would you like to do it? And he became one of the firm's biggest clients just walking up the hill. So you're absolutely mm. right. The thing is, Chris, this nonsense word networking, you, me and everybody in the world, we do it every day. So I'll tell you what it is in the basics. Mm. It's simply talking to people. Yeah. It's nothing else. Fortunately for me, people, the minute they hear the word, they go into a frenzy. They think selling, they think marketing, they think promotion. And no, it's not. You and I, we're networking now. We're building on our relationship. If yeah. this was the first time and you just met me today, we're building a relationship. But everybody in the world networks. It's as simple as that. They just don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is it therefore talking and listening? Talking, as we've heard, two ears, one. I mean, most of the talking I do at a networking event, I would suggest, and I feel pretty confident saying this, is asking questions. Yeah. I got out of accountancy to do what I'm doing now 20 years ago, thanks to a very famous man that I'm sure you've heard of called Dale Carnegie, who wrote that very mm. famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Now, you just think about that title for the moment. How to Win Friends and Influence People. 1936, he wrote that book. That is the first book on networking. There was no mention of it, but every principle and every skill of networking is in that book. So as you just said, talking and listening, one of his many famous quotes, the most interesting people we ever meet are those who are most interested in us. Yeah, yeah. Well, and try to be more interested than interesting. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I, I absolutely love that quote. It's really, really powerful. You said something to me when we were chatting about this the other day, which sort of piqued my interest. And, and, and I think it links in actually to networking and hiking because you, you were talking to me about the differences between males and females when it comes to making, making friends. And I thought, I, I thought afterwards how, how you know, a, taking the, the time and it was a, it was a privilege to take a, uh, a really respected contact fly fishing last year, something we have a common interest in it has led to all sorts of opportunity. Um, so do just share your, your views on that. Cause I think that's quite a, a helpful. Well, I hope, I hope it's not, uh, my wife goes mad when I say this, men don't have friends, not like women. Men have friendships. Men have mates with whom they do things. Yeah. Men very, very rarely will phone their mate, however close, just for a chat. So in other words, women build relationships through talking. We men build relationships through doing things together. Yeah. And I'm a strong believer in that. Listen, there's exceptions to every rule. Uh, my wife used to have a boss who phoned his pal every couple of days and you know why because both of them were in the buying and selling business so time 
wasn't as important as to them as it was to the professional, to the accountant, the lawyer. So if we picked up the phone in the middle of the week to chat to our friends, we were losing chargeable time. Whereas if you're buying and selling zips, as my wife's company does, it didn't matter. But no, generally, men only um, will phone their mates if they want something or they want to arrange something. Yeah. So this this why it's helpful to to find out people's common interests, find out what, what interests you have with them, because that develops rapport, doesn't it? And perhaps if you can uh, you know, even engineer it, so you maybe go to the football with somebody or um, you know, that relationship can blossom because if you said men have friendships and they like to do things that they like to do with people who have that common interest. You talk to me about um, starting conversations Let's go back to the olden days. Do you remember the olden days when we used to go to events in the same space? I do, yeah. A lot of people struggle with that icebreaker question, and I'm picking up on something you've just said. When you walk into that room, first of all, the strongest piece of advice I can give to any nervous networker is get there early. Mm. Get there early. I hate walking into that room, which has already been formed and is in, um, lost the word, is already, uh, everybody's chatting to everybody. Why put yourself through the pain and heartache of doing it? Get there early. You're immediately uh, on the front foot and not on the back foot. So the icebreakers, you ask the question, going back to what you said a moment ago, you ask the question, what have I got in common with this complete stranger? So you never start off, in my opinion, with hello, nice to meet you, what do you do? Because you might do one thing, they might do something completely different and you've got nowhere to go with it. Mm. So you start off with the question, hello there, where have you traveled from today? Hello there, what made you come to this conference? Or hello there, look at this magnificent room, have you been to this place before? Mm. And that nice, simple, small talk question and off we go. So uh, it's, you're absolutely right. Find something in common and get the show on the road with that topic. Excellent. Well, we're going to go to commercial break now. We're going to have a couple of minutes break. After the break, we'll start to look, um, find out some of the, the top tips that uh, Will has when it comes to, um, to, to networking with people online. I'm sure a lot of these will work offline as well. Um, but how do we do that? And maybe some tips a bit later on about how we maybe present online effectively to engage people as well. So I'll be back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America 
is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Will Kintish, and we're talking about about networking. And I'm Will, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued with this we started to talk a little bit about networking in the room, getting there early. And I wonder what, um, what tips you have, because that I think is also a good one if you're meeting people online. But what, what tips do you have uh, to help people really utilize the technology uh, to make networking effective when you're doing Zooms and you're doing um, Teams and things like that? The big advice I'm giving to people to begin with, Chris, is don't spend too long trying to make new connections online. If you've been working for more than three years, you will have a network of people. And my strong advice is to go back, say, through your LinkedIn level one contacts, go back through old proposals you've sent where perhaps you didn't get any work, go back through old invoices where you did some work and reinforce and reinvigorate the relationship until we can get back to physical networking. That's the strongest advice I can give to people. So that's a good idea. So you, 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 you connect and still utilize Zoom to, to do that, would you? Or do you, would you oh, do yes. That? Well, if you know them well enough, I'd say to you, Chris, let's forget Zoom. You've got WhatsApp. Let's pick up our phones. Let's have a video chat. We can see each other anyway. And we don't have to go through all this uh, click, 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 click. There you are. So I'm doing a lot more of WhatsApp videos. And somehow or other, it's a bit more intimate, if you think about it. You've got the phone there in your hand, and you're just chatting away. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. But when it comes to, if you do want to build relationships with new people, here's my tip. Using LinkedIn Try and find people you know to introduce you to people you want to know rather than going cold calling. I really don't believe in cold calling. I think it's an absolute waste of time, money, and effort. I don't know you. I don't like you. I don't trust you. So if I see somebody in your um, network, Chris, on LinkedIn, I think, hey, I want to meet Mary Jones. I say, Chris, how well do you know her? Well, actually, she's my sister-in-law. I say, well, Chris, how do you feel about 
introducing me. I'll give you a script. I always give people a script and I'll tell you exactly what I want you to say to them. So that's the advice I give about networking for new people while we're in lockdown. Mm. Uh, but going back to the skills we need, you think about it. Networking is asking questions and networking is listening. Networking is spotting opportunities. Networking is then following up. We can do it just as easily through the camera as we can in the, uh, the times when life was quite normal. So there's not a lot of difference. Most of my work that has come since COVID has come from past connections. People who know what I do, they trust what I do, and it's, I didn't need to sell it to them. They've been in touch with me. Uh, I got a very interesting one about three months ago. I got an inquiry from a bank in Mauritius, which is 5,122 miles from Manchester. I know that because I, I checked it out. And they just found me online and we did some training for them. Now, I would never in the, my wildest dreams have found a client like that by chasing them. They would have thought, well, who the heck are you? You know, a, a business in Manchester. They found me uh, and I did some training for them. But everybody else has been existing contacts. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I do lots of, lots of online, I've done an awful lot of online sessions over the last three months with, with, with companies and I, I, I coach online and, and I, I, no, I notice, you know, a few things about people in, in groups. Um, I, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued with your view, you, your view on this with you are, if you are having conversations online, I, I do it. I, I have conversations with my show guests uh, online that I'm introduced to for the first time. And I do zoom because I interview them on zoom. I want to make sure the technology and everything works. And, and but you do you do form opinions of people, you know, if they turn up late, uh, if if they're uh, you know if they're they're so dark in their office that you can barely see them, uh, and uh, and sometimes I've seen people. I mean, it was actually it was a, a, a supplier wanted to do some work with me, and they approached me for a conversation um, with on on Zoom, and they were not only not prepared for it, their room was an absolute tip behind them. And I thought, there's no way in the world I'd want to work with you. Um, so I just wonder if you've got any you know, impressions, opinions from your experience around yeah. ensuring you... Uh, you, wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be working in your garden and then get in your car and go to a networking event, would you? Nobody would. They would have a shower. They would put makeup on if you're a woman. Uh, by the way, I put makeup on as I'm a man. And the reason I've got makeup, Chris... Is because, as you can see, I am follically challenged. In other words, I'm bald. And if I didn't have some, it's called uh, powder, some powder, I've got lights around me because I am presenting, and that's the advice I want to give to people. If you are presenting, for goodness sake, get some decent lighting. Yeah. The best advice I can give anybody is have your camera or have yourself facing the window. Natural light has to be the best. And now we've got much longer days and sort of from 7.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night, face the window. Now I'm below ground here in my little studio, so I have to have artificial lighting, but I've got a light there, a light there, and a light in front of me. Yeah. But I am, if I didn't put this makeup on, then I, I'm afraid you'd be blinded. You wouldn't be able to see me because it's... <laughs> Uh, well, that's what happens. So you have to think of your appearance. 
whether you go to the physical event. So, and the other thing is, be very careful how you, whether you, um, how you move about, because people can see you right through the camera. Yeah. Now, I get my energy from standing up, because I've been standing up for 20 years. Um, there's a big variation in thought about, should I stand up to present or should I sit down? I get my energy from standing up, so I have to organize my little space here where I stand back from the camera, make sure I've got good sound, I hope everybody can hear me. I have a, a green screen. None of this costs very much money. So I think if you're going to be doing it for a long time, you need to sort out a little studio for yourself, having decent background. As I've seen people as well, Chris, People have dirty washing in the background mm -hmm. and an absolute mess. And it's just so unprofessional. So, so unprofessional. Mm. One of the things so, I quite like is uh, I've, I've enjoyed actually during this lockdown period is, uh, and, and I, I don't mind this at all, get, getting to meet people's kids because the kids are coming across. They want to they want to use the printer for their school homework because they're not set up. And you know, I, I've met pets and people have met my dog and, uh, it, it, uh, it, it uh, and it also, I think what it does, it uh, makes you, you see the more human, human side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the other piece. I'm glad you reminded me. That's the other piece of advice I give to people. Unless you know you are going to be in that house on your own with no kids, no partner and no pets, then warn people in advance. I'm not expecting anybody to come, but if the, the kids are upstairs doing the homework, so please forgive me if they do come. So you're right. It's nice that they do come. But again, if you're having a serious business meeting and the kids come in, then it could be a bit off-putting. So if you warn them in advance, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. I, I, did, I did want to find myself having a meeting. A number of years ago, my kids are now, youngest is now 11. But uh, when he was about five, I was talking to, um, there was a, a guy who'd been Bill Clinton's um, advisor, uh, and I had this five-year-old who wouldn't leave me alone, who just uh, basically wrapped himself around my neck uh, for the for the conversation. And uh, I, I don't think he was very amused by it. You know, some people like kids, don't they? Yeah. But I think it's um, it was a bit off-putting. So hang on, that's six years ago. Were you on Zoom six years ago? Uh, on Skype. So Skype, been, of course, Skype, yes. I've done, I've done this show for 10 years and, and uh, in September, and it's always been, it was Skype until Zoom happened and we swapped over. Have you done any, have you done any of this stuff on Skype? Because I don't know anybody who's used Skype. Well, I haven't used Skype uh, during lockdown. I think I had one meeting where somebody insisted on Skype since uh, lockdown happened. So Skype's gone through the floor, hasn't it? It's, They've it's, obviously missed a trick, haven't they? Bearing in mind that Zoom, the new boy on the box, turned up and taken over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had all the technology. And I think Skype's owned by Microsoft, is it? You know, or Google, one of the big boys. I think maybe got bought by one of the big... Yeah, boys. one of the big boys owns it. Microsoft, yeah. So you'd have thought they'd have got their act together and, and started a premium and started charging like Zoom do. Yeah. Mind well, you, these, these companies have got so much money. If they made another two billion, it wouldn't make any difference to them anyway, would it? Yeah. <laughs> so any, any other thoughts about, about, building, uh, about building relationships online with... Uh... Well, yes, I've got one thing. There's a lot of networking criminals in this world, Chris. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about these. Do you, know, do you know what the networking crime is? Not following up. Yeah. 
you spot a potential opportunity online or face-to-face and people don't follow up. They wait for other people to come to them. And my advice is this. If you have knowledge, if you have experience and you have expertise, which you can share with a prospect or a customer or client, what are you doing? You are giving them a gift. You are going to charge them X amount of money, whether it's dollars or pounds, but the value I expect them to get from my service and your service is X times two, three, four, five, six. And therefore, you are following up to add value A to them and B to yourself. And why don't people follow up? Fear of rejection. Well, they were only saying that. And I say to people, please, I always want you to follow up. And there are two rules about it to ensure that you don't annoy people. Number one is asking permission. So in other words, if you say in a group chat with somebody and somebody in a group chat says something, the first thing I want you to say to them is, is it okay if we link in? And they say yes. And then you perhaps have a one-to-one Zoom meeting with them and that prospect says something. And you say, you know, I might be able to help you with that. How do you feel about me sending you a proposal? So the big message I want to give to everybody is all the way through the follow-up is ask permission. Is it okay if? Do you mind me doing X? Now, I'm sure like me, Chris, you think you've got a host prospect, you've sent them a proposal, and then we get radio silence. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope this show isn't radio silence. It could be very boring. Get radio silence. So what do we do? Well, we follow up again because we know we're giving them a gift. So it would be, dear Chris, uh, I'm just resending my proposal to you that I sent in February, just checking that you got it. And then this is the big sentence. Please give me guidance about following up. If you don't want to hear from me anymore, tell me and I'll take you out of my follow up folder. Like it. And you do. If if they ignore you, you do it again. I will do it three or four times. And if I've got their phone number, Chris, and I know they're on WhatsApp, I will sort of embarrass them. It'll go. So using WhatsApp video. Hi, Chris, it's Will Kintish here. I've been chasing you up and, uh, And you know what? You get a fabulous response because people will not buy from us until they're ready, willing and able. And I tend to work with bigger companies, which means they've got to go through lots of hoops to get sign off. I mean, I'm about I'm about to start work with the the world or the UK's biggest bank. And. I've been chasing it up very gently for weeks now. The lady who's my champion, my sponsor, she has had to go and ask her dad to sign it off. And the dad has then got to go and ask his dad, Tina's granddad. Anyway, she sent me an email only yesterday. Will, I finally got it signed off. We'll get the training dates in very shortly. But I've gently nudged her every so often. And I don't feel guilty because I know I'm going to help a whole load of bank managers with their networking. So the fee I charge, I hope, will be insignificant to the amount of business they will do as a result of my knowledge, my experience and my expertise. 
Good. Yeah, I like that. We could, before we go to break, I'd like to talk about something else, Will, which I think you, you mentioned there about the mistake of, of following up. There's something else that I, I feel is also a criminal uh, error when it comes to networking. And that is, I don't know if, I think you've had experiences too, is people who want to have a meeting with you and then talk at you for an hour. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, or I had somebody in an event uh, a few years ago, literally, I was stuck against a pillar. I think I can think of two times that's happened in the last few years. What's, what's your views on that? Is, that's well, mistake, isn't it? when it comes to physical networking, it's dead easy. Let me introduce our audience to the principle of dumping and parking people. Hmm. So if I've got somebody who doesn't, I, I have a four question rule, Chris. If I ask somebody the first question and they answer, then the second one, the third one, and fourth one, and they don't ask me anything, and all they've done, as you've just said a moment ago, talked and talked and talked, I think, you're rude. You're showing no interest in me whatsoever. This is going nowhere. So if it's at a physical event, I'll say, Chris, well, it's nice to have met you, even though I'm lying. Chris, it's nice to have met you. Enjoy the rest of the event. And I will go. Now, that is a lot easier than just dumping them on the screen because you can't do Well, I suppose you can. You can press that red leave button. But I think you might get a reputation for being the rudest guy in the room. So uh, you have to perhaps create a, an excuse to go if you get people like that. Yeah. I, th I think that's, I just, you now just uh, made me think of another one because one of the, something I find. Uh, that can be frustrating in a room sometimes is when you're talking to somebody and, and it may be, it may be, it may be an influence on me, but you sometimes meet these people and they, they, they get into conversation with you, but they're then looking around, but who can they talk to next? And that, that is also not giving people attention, but, and then maybe politely moving on is something I also uh, sort of knock people down with really. <clears throat> That has to be, Chris, in my opinion, the rudest thing you can do in the world, the absolute rudest thing. If I want to get to somebody, get rid of somebody, perhaps they've been very nice, but I realise it's just time to move on. I won't dump them. I will park them. And what I'll do is I'll say, Chris, I've seen my friend Derek over there. Can I introduce you? And if I don't know anybody in the room and he or she doesn't know anybody in the room, are you ready for this one? I say, Come on, Chris, shall we go meet some other people? Yeah. So you go hunting in pairs, yeah. take him with you, well, take her with you, look for an open group, either two or three people standing in open format rather than closed format, take that person with you and go up to that open two or open three, say, hello, everyone, please may we join you. So all of a sudden it becomes a four or a five, you hang around there for a little while, and then you leave him or her in that group and you go and meet other people. And unless you've been kintished, by the way, that's a verb that uh, if you've been on my training or in my conference, you've been kintished. So unless you've been kintished, Chris, uh, people just don't realize what you've done. But you've done a very nice maneuver without being rude to that other person. Yeah, I, I, I like that. It's very, very Really like that. There's a few things I've taken out of this segment, actually, I, I think were really good. You know, please advise me how you'd like me to follow up. Uh, and also, I've not really 
thought about WhatsApp as a a tool to uh, a to have business conversations with, but also a follow up tool. I really like. I, li- I like but, but that, Chris. Uh, WhatsApp. If it's somebody's birthday, I'll get on the phone to you, Chris. It's your birthday today. <laughs> Happy birthday. Have a great day. People love it. Yeah. Cost nothing, and there you are. You're showing your enthusiasm for them for their birthday. My mantra in life, Chris, is the following. Talk more, type less. Mm. Mm. Well, on that note, we will go into commercial break. And uh, I'm afraid we will be talking more after the break, but I'm actually, I'm pleased we're going to be talking after the break. (laughs) I can't think of an appropriate link for talking more um, and uh, typing less. Was it no talk more? No, actually, we're going to talk more. That's a good thing, isn't it? I'm getting myself in a, in a tangle. So I will shut up. We'll go for commercial break. We'll be back again in a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Will Kintish, and we are going to talk more. And uh, I hope maybe there'll be lots more ideas, so you might actually type more too, rather than typing less. Uh, so, um, I also was quite intrigued before the break. I'm wondering if you and I actually do the same thing. Then, Will, you, you if you, you're with somebody who's maybe talking too much, and you go and uh, introduce them to your friend Derek. Well, we we both share a friend called Derek, and I do the same as well. So that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Derek is dumped on every time Poor we go Derek to the Derek and it looks like... Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well. Hope he's not listening, that's all I can say. <laughs> I, I hope he is. <laughs> right, yeah, that's true. Being an Arsenal fan as well, he, deserve, oh. he deserves it. <laughs> so um, tell me, I mean, tell me, um, what, is there anything else when we're, we're communicating and we're, we're maybe, maybe we're networking online and present presenting it's all about let's talk about presenting i get my energy chris in a room full of people where there's banter interaction with people whether it's at the conference where i'm doing the keynote or whether it's training 
So doing this, I find it quite hard. Not hard. I've, I've had to learn to do it. So the first thing I do is if you're doing any training or presenting, get your audience in the Zoom, in the room, before you present. So if I know I'm presenting at 10 o'clock, I will say to the organizers, try and get everybody there for about 20 to 10. And what I do, I try and talk to all of them mm. before it starts, unless there's hundreds. And, and the other thing I say to people is change your name. So don't have Chris Cooper, just have Chris. I'm not interested in your name's Cooper. I've probably got a list anyway. Put Chris and what your interests are and where you live, maybe where you were born. And that way we can all see a little bit about everybody else before the talk starts. Yeah. And I think that's a nice way of getting people to know each other. They can see the... So I have Will... I have Will, hiking, 50 years married, seven grandkids. Mm. And that's giving, a, giving away a bit about myself. And, and back to the presentation of training, if it formally finishes at 12 o'clock, you say to everybody, hey, I can hang around. For those of you who want to hang around, let's be honest, Chris, so many people have got so much more time. And you know what? They nearly all hang around. In fact, they hang around for another half an hour. Now, then got to dump them all because, because they could stay on all afternoon for those of them that haven't got any work. So I, I will add an extra half an hour on to the formal ending of my talk. Yeah. And something, a couple of things I've found have worked really well is, is to uh, have breakout rooms and use that facility. Oh, very important. Yeah, Absolutely really critical. I've got to tell you this. Uh, thanks to our uh, fellow professional speaker, Lee Jackson, uh, I'm basically going to get rid of all my slides. I'm going to have cards that I I know our audience can't see it, but I'm going to have car cards oh, and hold them up. You disappeared with the green screen. Oh, that's okay. You can see that now. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got to organize that. Um, so if I've got anything really important that I want them to see visually, I will just hold up a card which always has just a picture on it. And my plan will be that I, they're going to have special web pages hidden inside my website so that all the delegates that have been on my training or presentation, I say, to remind you of everything I've said, click on this link and uh, everything is there for you. So again, that is adding value to the client. So not only have they listened to you, but you've been able to reinforce everything you've said in a permanent fashion because they've got a new uh, a new website for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And do you do you so do so you use uh, those cards like a prop? I mean, do you do you ever you know get, get a bit like like I'm we're on video at the moment and I'm holding up a little Dharma doll. You know, do you ever bring things in if you're online to? This uh, is this is Ted, a teddy bear. I'm glad you've asked me about Ted because he was really getting very, very upset. Let me tell you about Ted. Ted, Ted, Chris, is your most important, lifelong, permanent networking friend. Let me share, tell you about Ted, whether it's online or face to face. A large audience I work with are young professional people academics, accountants, lawyers, young, younger people. And when I say young, I'm talking about up to 40. That's young. Where I sit, that is young. 
And a lot of them do not ask enough questions. And the reason they don't ask enough questions is they're worried they're going to look foolish or they're worried they might get an answer that they don't understand. And again, they'll feel inadequate and they don't ask enough questions. So I introduce them to TED, the acronym TED, T-E-D. And what that means is, if you don't know something, don't hesitate, learn the three words. I don't understand that, so-and-so. Tell me what you mean about that, that's the T. Mm. Explain to me in a bit more detail because I just don't get it. Describe to me, please, what you mean. And you know what, Chris? People will take you seriously by saying, I'm putting my hands up. I don't understand. Tell me, explain to me, describe to me. And people will think, this is an intelligent person. My nine-year-old granddaughter said to me uh, a year or two ago, Grandpa, and I was sitting on my computer, Grandpa, she says, what are you doing? I said, I'm working, Amy. She said, but I know you work on stage. You talk to people. What are you actually doing? I thought that was a really intelligent question. Mm. And that made, that made me think what a clever girl she was. Yeah. The only stupid question there is, in my opinion, Chris, is the one that's in your head that doesn't come out of your mouth. Yeah. And if you think you ought to know, you will, you will apologize in advance. You know what, Chris, perhaps I ought to know this. And then you bring the TED acronym. I ought to know this, Chris, but can you tell me what you mean about that? So that's TED. And so many young people, I get upset that they don't ask me enough questions or don't ask anybody enough questions. Yeah. And it's back to our friend Dale Carnegie. Ask interesting questions about what they are interested in. Mm. <clears throat> Uh, a very quick story. I was on a boat a few years ago on a cruise. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. I was having a drink at the bar, Coca-Cola, not beer at 11 o'clock in the morning. This guy comes down and uh, me being me, I said, hello, you're having a nice holiday. And we, we stood there for an hour, one hour. He talked at me for an hour. He'd made a fortune. He lost a fortune. And he was fascinating. He didn't ask me anything about me. The hour was up and this woman comes into the bar and says, John, John, I've been looking all over the ship for you. Where have you been? She says, come over here. Uh, Elaine, I think she was called. Elaine, let me introduce you to Will. What a fascinating character. I hadn't said anything at all. But what did I do? I was listening to him. I was being kind. The first principle of networking, Chris, is to be kind. And the greatest kindness we can give to another human being is our genuine interest in the guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. If he was boring as hell, then I'd have dumped him and gone back up and sunbathed. But I was fascinated by his, by his story. He was a colourful character and he was fantastic. But he, he, okay, I perhaps told him I was a cotton speaker, but that was probably it. And then he went back to talking about himself. Mm. But who, who was going to be best? Who was going to come off best in that hour? Me. I learned all about him. He learned nothing. Yeah. Well, there was the same sort of ideally with, uh, with people. If you, if you ask them questions and let them talk 90% of the time, they'll be warmer to you than if it was 50-50. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until somebody asks me what I do, Chris, I don't tell them. Because mm. right? they're not interested and mm. I don't care. I, all I know is that I'm 
widening and deepening my knowledge of other people by asking them questions. Yeah. Uh, I do have, I'm in something called lunch club, uh, not clubhouse, lunch club, where you have one-to-ones with people. And people come on and you're on for about 45 minutes. I had one last night. And I had to say to the guy, why don't you ask me a question? I mean, I, was, I wasn't being rude, but I kept asking him. And after about 28 minutes, we only had 17 minutes to go. I said, why don't you ask me something? And yeah. it was painful. Yeah. Yeah. But I was probably never going to meet him again, so it didn't really no. matter. No. No, we'll put those people in room 101 if anyone knows a TV show. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well, we're going to get to, we're going to end the show very shortly so just um you know briefly you say you work with um, with big companies big clients what what's um what's what's the service that you offer them how, do, how does it help them well since lockdown i mean I, I i my favorite service i offer is speaking at conferences 45 minutes one hour uh and of course conferences are a thing of the past could be a thing of the past forever well, i hope not but it could be so I am offering one hour, two hour, and three hour workshops. The one hour is basically a presentation. The two hour and three hour are interactive with the breakout rooms, with the chats, etc. The three hour, would you believe, includes 40 minutes of physical networking, how to work the room, because clients still want to know that because they're all optimists and they believe we are going back to work in the room. Yeah. Yeah. So, But I do have an online learning program. So uh, that is a two-hour online learning program which incorporates both face-to-face networking and online networking. Excellent. And where, where, where can people access those from, Will? Well, that's simple. My name is Kintish, K-I-N-T-I-S-H, www.kintish.co.uk but if you just type in Kintish on Google Chris I'm there number one I've spent a fortune on my search engine optimization so type in Kintish and I will pop up all over the internet as we say up here in the north of England the north of England Will it's been it's been a great pleasure I I can't believe it's eight years since we last spoke and and lots of you know lots of thoughts there about uh, maybe networking uh, by building relationships, going out with people, talking, listening, uh, not talking too much. Uh, I think there were some great points in there about use of things like WhatsApp, TED, um, tell, ex- or t- um, tell me, explain, uh, describe. And yeah, I think this is a, a fantastic topic and uh, it's been great to catch up with you. Thank you, Will. Thank you so much. And if you come back in eight years, I'll be 81 years old. How's that going to be? Wow. Wow. Gosh, I'll I'll just hit 60 myself. That's uh, me, kid. kid. (laughs) And next week we've got uh, Jessica, sorry, sorry, Jennifer Justice, not uh, not Jessica, Jennifer. Yeah, it's the first time in 500 shows I think I've ever done that, Uh, 400 shows. Um, She is um, Beyonce and Jay-Z's lawyer. Uh, She's got an incredible background and uh, and amazing sort of backstory. I started off a very tough, tough um, life originally, and she's also now a real advocate for women and uh, women in business. Um, so we'll be talking about uh, that next week. So we'll be back with you again next week. Once again, huge thank you to Will, uh, Chris at chriscooper.co.uk, if I can help you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.